Hi guys, welcome to Big Laws Official. Today I'm extremely excited. I'm talking strongman. We have the youngest man ever to get to the world's strongest man, the one and only Kevin Nee. Kevin, it's been a long time, buddy. It's awesome to have you on here. I'm so pleased you came on. How's things? Thanks for having me. Things are great, man. Things are great. Well, I should say, other than all this COVID stuff that's going on, things are great. But uh, yeah, no, just um, got finished up at work a little while ago. And as you can hear, probably my kids just got home and are crying in the background. So sorry if you can hear that. But uh, no, things are good right now. I can't believe you're a dad now. I know, right? That's, I can't believe it either. Was it 2000, <laughs> 2009 or 2010 last time I, we were kind of competing together? The, the last time I competed at World was 2009, but my last few international years were 2010, 2011, and I think I did an international show in 2000. Actually, wait, shoot. No, my last show was 2014. That's right. Really? Yeah. 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 But the last few years, I was so injury prone, I, I could barely do anything. That's, that's actually why I finally called it quits. I did... Um, Canada or North America's strongest man up in Hugh with uh, Hugo Gerard up in uh, Ottawa or Gatineau. And um, I placed really well, but I hadn't trained or competed for a full year at that point. And this was like September, 2014, I think. And I was like, all right, I'll go do the show, see how I do. And I ended up doing really well. I think I got fourth or third overall. Um, like I said, hadn't trained for like a year. Um, and I'm like, you know, what? I want to get back into this. I think my injuries are healed. My first training session back from that competition, I tore my long head off the top of my bicep. So I was like, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> you know, just too many injuries. Yeah. It's, it's a tough sport as we all know. I, I know better than most, you know, I mean, how old are you? When, and I mean, how old are you now? Uh, oh my, I just have to think about that. I just turned 35 the other day. Okay. So, I mean, you're younger than I am. It's, it's yeah. amazing. I mean, I remember being a fan of strongman, just getting into it and watching this incredible young guy come on the scene. I think 2005 must have been, was it your first Worlds? 2005? Yep. 2005 was my first Worlds, yep. And obviously, was it um, True Lives you were on in on yep. MTV? That's kind of where people really kind of started to see Kevin E and they were kind of going through your transition from amateur to pro over in the States. Yep. I think you, yep. was it the um, strong, America's Strongest Teen that you won? Yeah, so I, I won America's Strongest Teen um, in 2002, and I actually went to defend it in 2003, and I lost. Um, I lost by like a point. I think it was a point or two. Um, so I actually I got second place the second time around. Um, but then who was that too? Out of interest, is this uh, this kid named Rob Hayes? Actually, okay. he was a uh, I believe he was a collegiate football player. It, the thing was at the time I was 17. And, you know, 6'2", I think at the time I was maybe, oh, God, 220 pounds, 230 pounds. And he was 19 or, yeah, 19, because I remember he was just before he turned 20, obviously teens. And, but he weighed like 270. And I was like, dude, this guy's a monster. How am I going to, you know, being 210, 220, whatever I was at the time, that was just gigantic. And I remember after that show, I was like, I need to put on weight. And that's when I really started like force feeding myself and all that stuff. So yeah, I don't, I don't miss that. <laughs> you weren't naturally a big frame, were you? Like, no, no, not, a, not at all. I, I mean, I was, I was a basketball player my whole life, basketball and soccer, you know, so, or football as you guys would call it. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I was always very skinny, very, very skinny. It was really tough for me to put on weight. Well, take me back to the start then. Obviously, I mean, how, how long have you been training before you competed in um, the strong, well, America's Strongest Team? So I started working out when I was about 11 years old, I think. It was because my, yeah, my older brother was working out. And of course, I wanted to do everything my older brother was doing. So I started working out. And, um, but it was, I, just, I, had, I have to say it, like, I don't mean to come off cocky, but I had pretty freak genetics for a young kid. Like, I mean, I'd lift something up, and the next day I was bigger. It was it was it was crazy. I, I, I miss those days, um, and I I have to admit I like the attention I got from it. So it just stuck, and so I joined the gym, like a proper gym, around thirteen, and uh, was working out there for about a year or two. And I was like that little annoying brother, just asking a million questions, annoying everyone. Like, 
this fucking kid again, you know. Sorry, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to swear. You can here. say anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like this this kid again, you know, what the hell? But I listened. Like I I, I wasn't just asking to ask. I I, I asked because I really wanted to know. And I just, you know, put it all to use. I listened, I practiced, and by the time I was 15, I was a lot bigger, a lot stronger. And this guy, Bruce Tessier, who was a, a strongman competitor, um, he was at the gym and he, he noticed I was, that was one of the guys I was always bugging. And he was like, Hey, you know, how would you like to train with us? You know, I see you're taking it serious. You're asking questions. You're doing, you know, you're picking up on our advice. How'd you like to try it? I'd love to try it. So I start going over to his place on Sundays with a group of guys, probably all in their thirties. I was like 15 or 16 at the time. Yeah. And you know, I'm so intimidated, but I, I just want to prove myself. So I'm just, going at it like a, a maniac and I remember about two or three months into it he had me doing the same events over and over and one day I'm like Bruce why do you keep having me do the same events every time I come here and he's like oh because I signed you up for a competition and these are the events and it's <laughs> next week I'm like what <laughs> so uh that you know I, I went did that competition and um it was actually the first event is what got me hooked it was a farmer's walk for 200 feet and no drops allowed. And I, I was in the last group to go. And I remember in warm-ups, I think it was like 220 a hand or something. I couldn't even pick it up off the ground. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, you know, I'm freaking out. And so the first group goes. And I think one of my training partners was in that group. And he finished the course. But no one else did. Then the next group goes. No one finishes. Next group, no one finishes. I'm the fourth or fifth group, last group to go. And I'm with two, three other people. And we pick it. So I'm like, hopefully I can just pick this thing up, right? So I get down, I pick it up. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I at least got it off the ground. Start walking. I hear one guy drop. I'm like, okay, so I didn't lose in my group. You know, I hear another guy drop. I'm like, okay, so I guess I'm, you know, doing okay. Hear another guy drop. I'm like, okay, I beat everyone in my group at least. <laughs> and then I look up and I see the finish lines right there. I'm like, oh shit, I think I'm going to do this. So I finished it. It was me and my training partner were the only two people that could finish the course. And he beat me by a second though. <laughs> you know, so I didn't, I didn't win it, but I was hooked after that. I was like, this is what I want to do. You know, you, you kind of just knew then that, you know, you wanted to go and be the best you could be. You, you sights were set on being a pro winning world's strongest man. Yep. I mean, to this day, I still want to be the world's strongest man. Um, I've let go of that dream for the most part though, just cause you know, life moves on and so many injuries, you know, it's, let's, let's be honest. It doesn't pay the best either. You know, if you're, if you have big aspirations in life. So, you know, I, after like the 17th injury or tendon that was torn off, I was like, okay, I've had enough. Let's, let's use my degree now. <laughs> you're sat here with someone that knows exactly how you feel. I'm sure, you know, it's, it's quite hard for youngsters watching There'll be a lot of kids watching this and being, you know, these two old guys, what they're talking about. You know, <laughs> bear in mind, Kevin was the youngest guy ever to get to Worlds. Let's remember that. But, um, you know, two guys at the end of their careers or past it. But it's hard. You know, I, I remember when I started and I was hungry and driven and just the goal was I want to be the world's strongest man. Yep. It does, you know, you, you, uh, both of us have come back from a number of injuries and I, yes. I managed to come back and, and, and improve and, and have some of my best results. But eventually, when you keep getting knocked down and torn up and, you know, yep. suddenly it gets harder and harder to do what you could do. It gets harder to get in the gym and train with that same enthusiasm and that drive. Yep. So I, I, find, I find now I still have days where I'm pretty good. Days I've got yeah. real good, talented youngsters that I train right now. And there's days I can put them in their place, but then there's other days I'm just like, I'm definitely past this. I'm just happy to watch. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's... I always tell myself, you know, I want to get into it just for fun, but I don't know if I could do it just for fun anymore. You know, like, That's I just built, yeah, because I'm an all or nothing kind of guy. You know, I did just build a gym in my garage and, you know, I, I try not to go over a plate on like any exercise for the most part. I'm just trying to stay in shape right now, you know? Um, but yeah, it, it, when I first stopped, it was really hard for me to even watch world's strongest man because like I knew I had more left in the tank, but I didn't set myself up to succeed. You know, 
one of the one of my issues that I really regret is I wish I wasn't the youngest person. Like I wish I had waited. Well, this because is this is something I really wanted to ask you to be honest. And I I've used you as an example to a lot of the youngsters that I train and when I'm kind of giving advice. Sometimes I think you can do it too quickly. Absolutely. And, you know, Absolutely. I'll let you I'll, I'll let you talk about it because you're the man that's yeah. lived through it. But you you was it 19? You were at World's Strongest Man. So I was. 20 years old, but I turned 20 years old like a month and six days or something like that. Like, so yeah, basically 19. Um, but th there's several reasons why I wish I waited. One, because I pushed my body past what it was far past the limits. And, and that's what you have to do in these kind of sports. But I mean, far past the limits of what, how young of a body I had. My, my tendons weren't even fully grown yet. and They're already getting torn off, you know, and so there was that issue, but then there was also the issue of I hadn't started a career yet like a lot of guys. So with my parents, don't get me wrong, my parents were very supportive, but they didn't really like the sport. You know, towards when I, especially when I started getting injuries, they kind of wanted me out of it, you know, so they were happy to see me stop. So without having, being in college, you know, never starting a real corporate job or anything like that, or, you know, whatever, just a real nine to five job, I didn't really have a lot of income. So I was living off of my strongman earnings, you know, my strongman, um, you know, endorsements, sponsorships. And so every time I would get hurt, you know, there goes my money. So I didn't have a backup plan because I, I started too young. You know, I wasn't, I didn't have a bank account from, you know, corporate America or from being, uh, you know, in the construction yard for so many years. I, I didn't have that. So when I got injured, it was a race to get back so I could start making that sponsorship money again. So I could start making, you know, that prize money again. And so every time I get hurt, I would try to rush back in that sense. So I was too young physically. I was too young, you know, in just life, you know, not having the life experience and just too young mentally too. I, I had a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. We all had a lot of fun, yeah, especially yeah. in those days. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I, I don't have any regrets because it was a phenomenal time in my life. I'll never forget it. But if I could do it over again, I, I probably would wait a few more years and just kind of take my time, let my body grow, you know, you know, maybe even work, you know, a corporate job for a little while or, you know, just doing something else to build up some money because that's, you know, I didn't have the money at that point to build a gym like a lot of you guys did or to, you know, to pay for all this extra equipment and all that stuff because basically all my money that was coming in was strongman earnings and it was going right back into the sport basically. So It's funny. I mean, you... Your story is exactly the same as guys like myself, Terry Hollands, you know, a lot of us from, from kind of those days where we were trying to do the sport professionally yes, and killing ourselves to do it. Yep. I mean, some of those stories then about you were rushing back to compete, I did exactly the same thing. I'd get an injury and I'd be like, oh, I've got to compete in six weeks' time, otherwise I'm going to lose out. And, you know, when you're doing it to pay the bills, it, it starts putting a lot of pressure on and then you stop enjoying it as well. It's 100%. It, it now, it wasn't, I'm doing this because I love to do it. I'm doing this because I have to do it. Absolutely. And I, I mean, you know, I, I remember when I came over, um, actually you came over to train with Terry and I went down to train and we all stayed at, at Terry's, you know, we had some good training sessions back then. It was all good fun. Those were the best. Actually, I've got a funny uh, story. I don't know if you remember, but there was a spider in the house that day and you and Terry were petrified. Yes. I do remember <laughs> the that. I don't know. In the, world. the two of you were like, Oh, a Dude, we, oh, we were like crawling away from it as fast as we. Oh my God, I do remember that. <laughs> those, those are those are the good old days. They're, they're the good old days, but yeah, I mean, we've been all over the world together, and you know, I've said this to many of the guys we've I've spoken to and obviously competed with. We had a lot of fun, but yeah. we should have been a lot smarter. Yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. And it's something 100%. I try to to get across now to the, to the youngsters coming up. Don't, you know, be pushed into doing lots of comps. Don't try and rush it. Um, I mean, the sport's got better now. It's better than it was when we were, were lifting back yeah. then, but it's still not where it needs to be. By well, the weights that they're hitting are just unreal now. I mean, I remember the weights we were hitting when I was involved, and it was a big deal then. And the weights they're hitting now, like I think I technically had the world record for the deadlift in <laughs> 2008, and that was... 905 or yeah. 410 kilos 410 now it's kilos. 
what was it? Five hundred kilos right now, or five hundred one? Five hundred in comp, five hundred one at the um, feet yeah. of strength. We've we thought. I mean, and there's now a few guys sort of knocking on that five hundred kind of. That's a barrier. ridiculous. I and mean, they, they thousand pounds correct. was absurd. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, <laughs> it's come a long way. I remember watching you and Mark Felix. You two were the top deadlifters at World's Strongest Man, and yeah. you know, four four ten was like you say, it was the world record. Um, I mean, it's and what age were you when you pulled that? So I was, oh God, that was, that was four months after my first bicep surgery. So talk about rushing back. <laughs> yeah. So that was four months after it. And I tore my, my first bicep 2007. So I was 21. Yeah. 21 pulling 410 kilos yeah. and you know people get excited now about some of these youngsters pulling big numbers but kevin was 21 we're going what 12 13 years ago and 14 yeah years ago pulling 410 kilos that's it's mighty impressive but it, it, it's a lesson to these guys now to yes. look after your body and, absolutely 100 and and like you brought up something that I, I forgot about that's extremely important because I think this is what truly ended my career. So I had the first bicep tendon that tore off. Then it, I remember I tore it off and I went to a competition to hang out. And I think it was Magnus Samuelson and Sven Carlson. They both came up to me and this was like right towards the end of both their careers as well. And uh, I'm very fortunate that I got to at least see them, you know, cause it's, they were my heroes from a very young age. And they walked up to me and they go, do you know what this means? I'm like, no, what's it mean? Like, you're going to tear the other one next year. And they're like, in a year to a year and a half, you're going to tear it. I'm like, no, no. They're like, look at both of us. And they both fold their arms and they both have this, you know, the scars were a lot different back then. Mm -hmm. um, the surgeries were a lot different, I should say. I think they're a lot better now, the surgery. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you know, they got all upset when they couldn't see my scar. They were like, what the hell? We got these huge scars. You see these like, old boys' bicep tears and their scars are horrendous. Yeah, they'd like fold the skin back basically. But um, like this means you're going to tear the other one off. I'm like, no, no, I'm not. Sure enough, it was a year and 20 days later, the other one gets torn off. And uh, oh, that was, that was pretty devastating because I came back from that first bicep tear and was on my way. Like I, I felt really good and really strong. But um, oh, yeah. So anyways, that's where I was going. So I tore off the second bicep. And then... I think it was 2009 or 2010, I tore my pec off. And I didn't know how bad it was because I, I, I don't think I wanted to know because I had three competitions coming up and my tickets and everything were already paid for. And back then, like my mind thought, or my frame of mind was, I don't want to piss the promoters off because that's how I make my money. Yeah. So if they've already spent the money on my ticket, I'd better go. Yeah. And so... For those three, there was one in Poland, there was one in Romania. I forget where the other one was, but I went to all three of them and I was shit. You know, I, I'm coming off my second bicep surgery. I just tore my pec off and I'm trying to compete and I couldn't do anything. And I swear that that's what kind of sealed my fate with some of the promoters. I, I didn't want to waste their money. So I went and did the competitions, but I was shit. So they were pissed anyways. Yeah. So it was like kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. And so I feel like that is when I stopped getting a lot of calls for certain international shows because, you know, I was always hurt at that point. And then I had kind of damaged my reputation with the promoters because of that. So it was kind of, I think that's really what sealed me. And anyways, tearing three tendons three years in a row, that, that should have been a sign anyways, you know. But <laughs> I, I, I can sympathize definitely. Um, yeah. it's, um, it's tough, this sport. It really is. And like you say, when, it's, when you're naturally very gifted, uh, you're very similar to me in that you can get strong very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. like, give me five or six weeks to prep for a comp. I can get my strength up. The yep. problem is the tendons and ligaments yes. at that time, and then something goes ping. And that's, you know, towards the end of my career, I realized I had to give myself a lot more, a much bigger build up towards comps. And Absolutely. In the end, it still didn't make a difference. I still got more. <laughs> so, you know, it's. I think when when we make those mistakes early on, it's hard to then. You're just playing catch up all the time. Oh, and that's exactly. And then with that mentality too, like I'm playing catch up. I have to get back. Then you're rushing things. You're not doing it properly. You're 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 kind of all over the place. And you're not. 
you're not mentally thinking the right way you should be. You're, men you're thinking, my thought process went from, okay, I need to be the healthiest and the strongest I can be to, I just got to get back. And it didn't matter, you know, if I was skipping meals or if I wasn't, let's say if I normally train 10 weeks for a competition and I could only train four, whatever, you know, just as long as I get back. And yeah. I was pushing things aside that I shouldn't have pushed aside. Well, we, we, it's it's always easy to look back and say we should have done it things is. differently. Hopefully, some people out there, you know, youngsters on their way up, will will take some advice and and really go on and be great athletes because of it. Because I really do feel if you do give yourself that little bit extra, I, I certainly feel with my own career, I could have been better than I was, and I've done okay. But I still believe, you know, every one of those injuries held me back three to six months in terms yep. of progress. And it's maybe it would have been worth just a bit of a slower buildup, a bit of a slower increase in strength, and then but without those injury knockbacks, who knows where where we could have been? But easy. Well, to I mean, think think about how far you went as well too. I like you said. I remember. I think the first time I met you was at Terry's place. I yeah, think. I think so. I, I think Terry, myself, and um, oh my God, why, why can't I think of his name? Uh, from Ice Boris. Boris Harold. Boris. Yes, yeah. thank you, Boris. Boris, uh, we were all there training um, yeah. for Worlds, I think, and you were getting ready for Britons or something like that. Or I was sort of I just think, on my way up. I wasn't quite at that yeah. level yet, but um, Terry used to let me come down and train, and, and you know, I was kind of closing in on that those top few in the, in the British scene. Well, I swear, it was like I met you one year, and then the next year you're just like this <laughs> massive, like, I was like, what the hell? Like, why can't I grow like that? You know, <laughs> like, yeah, that, that's that's one thing I always envied about you know, some of you guys, you guys were just so big. And I like, I'd always look at you guys like, how the hell am I going to compete with these guys? I think that's one, one of the amazing things about you. I mean, you turned pro at about, what, 250 pounds? Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> that's right. My first world's strongest man, I think they had me listed as 120 kilos. <laughs> I think I was 242 or something like that. Yeah, so... Uh, Competing I, I against was, guys up at like two, 150, 160, 170, 180. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what was Terry I, back then? He was closing in on 180, 190. Well, that's when Dominic Filiu was in the sport, and I was competing against him. He was 200 kilos. I mean, he was, the, he was probably the largest human being I've ever met just naturally. Just, just I mean, he, he could have just sat on a log all day long and gotten that big. You know what I mean? Where the rest of us, like we, we really had to like, that guy was just enormous. And I mean, I, I've met, you know, the mountain, you know, I've met you, I've met Terry, like I've met some big people, but he just, there's something about him. It, he's just freaking massive. <laughs> That's all I can really say. <laughs> he was a huge, huge guy. Very, very talented. Just mentally was very, very weak. Oh Yeah. Yeah, very. Uh, he, he, um, I feel like that's how I am now. Um, like if I go to do like a, an endurance event, I remember thinking back then like, oh, why is he giving up so easily? Yeah. But, you know, now I go to do like, you know, a shield carry or something, two seconds in, I'm like, I'm done. Screw this. <laughs> you know, this yeah, and you, do see, you see that transition. I mean, I was the same early on. I would kill myself to, to keep pushing myself in, in a contest. Whereas as you get older and you yep. get those knockbacks, it is. Oh, I can feel something. I'm going to put it down. And it's, 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 it's when, when you get to that point, it is time to think I need to step back. Yeah. Anyway, absolutely. let's move to some of your better times in strong. And obviously we talked about the injuries. You've had some good times yeah. as well. You've had some amazing contests. I remember, obviously I remember watching you at world's strongest man and obviously competing with you at world's strongest man. Yeah. But um, some of the Mohegan Sun, Mohegan Sun uh, yeah. was it super series? Back then? Yep. Super series Mohegan. So that was uh that was like one of my first big pro shows. So I, I turned pro, um, I turned lightweight pro at 18 and then I turned heavyweight pro at 19. And I think I was either the first or second person to ever have both light and heavyweight pro cards as well in, in the U S yeah. um, cause it was a new thing back then that I'm pretty sure that's the only reason why. Um, but my first pro show, I think it was Mohegan sun super series. Uh, Colin Bryce was running the show. Um, I was so happy to just get the opportunity to be there. And to be honest with you, a lot of it was because of true life. If I'm just going to be honest with myself, do I think I would have gotten there someday? Yes. Do I think I should have been there then? No. Okay. Um, I think part of it was there was the IFSA Super Series split. 
Sure. And they were kind of fighting over athletes. Not fighting over, but you know what I mean. Like they're trying to, you know, come to our uh, side. I, I think it's a, it's a fair comment. 2004, World's Strongest Man split. If it's a split from World's Strongest yeah. Man. And then, and let's be honest, most of the top athletes went with IFSA. Yep. But it gave, mm-hmm. it gave an opportunity for new guys to come through. Yes, like myself and like Dave Osland. And Terry, Terry was in, in that kind of, you know, group. Yep. Mark Felix, you know, he was probably there Absolutely. before. But, you know, lots of new guys came through from, from that split. Or even some of the guys that might have been holding on a bit too long were able to still go back to Worlds for one final year, you know. And, and I have no problem. Yes, the, the big, like Travis Ortmeier, uh, Poundstone, um, you know, uh, Van, Van Hatfield. Yeah, those guys were with IFSA. So I actually did Super Series Show Mohegan Sun. It did okay. Um, but then I went, I don't remember if Brazil was first or if it was second. No, Brazil was second. And then I went to Brazil and did an IFSA show. Um, and I, I won't, uh, I'll touch on that later, actually. Uh, so I went to, to Brazil and did an IFSA show. I was down there for my birthday, actually. That was a good time. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into some of those stories later. But uh, after that, I got the call that I got selected for World's Strongest Man. And when back then, I don't know if it's the same, when you signed up with the Super Series, you signed a contract saying, you know, if invited to a show, I'll do it. And so I got invited to World's Strongest Man through the Super Series show. If They're like, oh, if you go to do the Super Series or World's Strongest Man, you're banned from IFSA. Yeah. I'm like, but you guys knew I had this contract signed with them already. Oh, we don't care. So I was like, all right, well, then I'm doing World's Strongest Man. You signed a contract with IFSA or World's Strongest Man? No, I... I, so before I, before I even did, I'm going to keep names out of this. Before I even did World's Strongest Man, I called someone who was very close to me. And still, they still are to this day. I just wish this never happened. And I asked this person, I'm like, hey, what do you think about this? And at first they told me not to sign it. And then they called back later. And they're like, you know what? Screw us. Uh, I know they're going to take you anyways. Just, just sign it. You know, do what you need to do. So I signed it. And so did Super Series, did Brazil with IFSA, and then got invited like a week after to World's Strongest Man. I think this person found out before I did that I was getting invited. And they called me and they were like, if you go and do World's Strongest Man, you're banned and, you know, I'm done with you. And I'm like, wait, you told me to sign the contract. It's in the contract saying. And so there's a little bit of a falling out there, but. And how Again, that goes. I mean, you were you were really young at the time as well. I, I was nineteen. Yeah, I was nineteen. So I mean, I'm I'm going to school. Tough at position this point. for a young kid to be put into. Yeah, and of course, I, I grew up watching World's Strongest Man. I used to watch it, you know, every Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve, and Christmas Day when I go to my nana's house in in Everett, and uh, so I, you know, I, I grew up watching it. So of course, like that, that's my goal. Like, um, Yes, were the IFSA guys the stronger guys at the time? Absolutely. But my goal was never to be IFSA's strongest man. It was to be the world's strongest man, you know? The title, so, the title is, is always, has been and always, you know, from 1977 since its inception, it's been yeah. the biggest title to win in Strongman. I, I remember when they tried to do the Fortissimus competitions and try to make that be the new, but it, it's just the, the name will never be beat, I don't well, think. And that's the issue. I mean, there's better competitions. But the title, the world's strongest man, is the biggest title, and it's yep. the biggest TV production. So, in terms Absolutely. of recognition and sponsorship, I mean, now you've got like the Arnold's is a, an incredible competition. Um, yep. The guys at the World Ultimate Strongman put on incredible competitions, but World's Strongest Man is still the title. Absolutely. Now, people in the know, though, in our sport, know that like really the Arnold is kind of considered, you know, if you win the Arnold, you basically can say you're world's strongest man. Well, you can't, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You, know? yeah, yeah. you can but, walk around uh, saying I'm the strongest dude on the planet. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I, I actually, you know, I, I got a bone to pick with Ode Hogan about that still. Okay. So I, I did, uh, so I used to do his show every year, especially living out in Arizona and he, uh, at the time. And he was out in California, you know, it was, just four or five hour drive. And I would do the fit expo every year. And for a long time, the fit expo was, you know, the qualifier to the Arnold for the Americans. Yeah. And one year it was supposed to be number one would go to the Arnold and second would be the alternate. And uh, this was one year where Carl Gillingham and I 
like dueled it out at the Fit Expo. I mean, we, he and I were 20 or 30 points above everyone else in this field was, you know, Jason Bergman, Dave Oslin. Um, I think even uh, Brian Shaw was there that year. Um, so there were some big names and I got second. And so I'm like, Oh, nice. I'm going to Arnold finally, you know, it might only be an alternate, but still I'm going to Arnold. Um, Ode Haugen called me up like a week before and was like, yeah, Kev, I'm sorry, but Terry Todd asked me if I wanted to be the alternate and it's my last chance, you know, that I'm going to, you know, probably be in shape to even participate. So I'm going to take your spot. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Ode, I did your competition to earn that spot. Don't do that to me. But again, I, I was young at the time and Ode, oh, I love Ode. He's like a father, you know, like he, he's a great guy. Um, I had him on literally um, a week ago. It was oh really? Yeah, great to I, chat to him. I, I haven't talked to him in quite a few years. I, I'd love to get in touch with him. He was he was honestly like a father figure. I, I would drive out to his place, you know, every few weeks and stay over for a few nights and train. And it, that's what I loved about our sport is you know you travel the world to basically have reunions with your friends. You know, we got to travel the world and get paid to hang out and do something we love. And you know, it was just awesome that that uh, from everyone from sort of our era and and before it, it, that seems to be the kind of same with all of us just the the memories that we've got of going to different places meeting different people and just you know going at it you know all of us want to win we never hide that of course we're in competition it's it's game time but afterwards we all got on enjoyed some some good nights out together yeah. and um you know had some fun but when it was game time we all were there yeah. to, to compete hard and win and it was it was fun times it was and we were good to each other too like you said even though you know i wanted to beat you you wanted to beat me you know if i needed chalk and i didn't have some you would have handed it to me oh, and yeah. vice versa and you don't see that in a lot of sports you know and and i've heard that strongman isn't so much like that anymore as it used to be. And now I've been out of it for a while, so I don't know. There's still, um, there's still plenty of friendliness about. There's lots of guys that help out, you know, at the drop of a, a beat, they, they'd lend you their belt or wrist straps or whatever. But there is some, some guys that are a bit more kind of just keep themselves to themselves. They're just there to do a job. Which is okay. Well, yeah, it's, which, it's got a lot more professional, I guess. And you know, there's these people take themselves very, very seriously. They're, you know, they're, building brands and, and the sport's getting bigger. But I, I, I do miss that sort of era of just, just having fun, having fun guys that, you know, we, we all try and kill each other on, on the battlefield. But then afterwards it was all just, you know, good fun afterwards. And we, we were mild compared to the generation before us too. Yeah. Like when Sven and Magnus and all them started and like, they were wild. I mean, we were oh, yeah. tame compared to them. Yeah. <laughs> well, the story those yeah. guys can tell is uh, yeah. really interesting. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the sport now, it's, it's literally, you know, there are some, I mean, I don't know if you, you see the, the Stoltman brothers. Those guys are just awesome characters. Two of the best yeah. guys in the world right now. <laughs> they, they I, too. <laughs> I, I have to be honest. I do watch it when I see it. But it's still, even though it's been so many years since I've last competed at that level, it, it still kind of hurts to see it, you know, because I, I know I left some, you know, on the court. If, you know, I left someone to, I knew there was still more in me. For example, that last competition I told you about, there was a 800 pound deadlift on just a regular bar for reps. Um, I think. I got third in it. I got 10 reps. Shaw got 11. And then, um, uh, God, what's the Canadian? Oh my God. I'm so bad with names. Uh, Curran? Yes. Thank you. JF Curran. I think he won it with 12 reps. So, I mean, you know, that was my last competition and I'm still repping 800 for 10 reps, yeah. you know, it's like, so I, I feel like I still have left some in the tank. I just, um, when I, so Right now, as we're talking, both my long heads are torn off. I didn't get them reattached, and my pec is still not attached. So, like, even when I'm just out in the garage just doing some, you know, light movements, I still feel those old injuries. So it's how, how, many, how many injuries did you have then over your career that you can remember? So, like, severe injuries. There were five big ones, both uh, 
bicep tendons torn off, distal bi uh, bicep tears or whatever, both long heads, and then my pec major. So it's hard yeah. to keep battling on. You didn't have surgery did you, on a few of those. Uh, both the long heads, I didn't have surgery. Um, this one, because I knew my career was over, it's like, why? This one, because it was, I think it's a partial. I don't think it's a full. And then this one is because I was stupid. It's because I was trying to rush back to competitions. And uh, by the time I was like, oh, I should get this fixed, it was too late. They're like, no, you, it's, it's gone. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Sorry, I, I went back to the injuries. My no, it's okay. I think <laughs> guys like us, we always end up back there. <laughs> uh, it's funny, I was talking to Travis as well. I mean, he's had a lot of injuries as well. But he's made an yeah. incredible comeback. I don't know if you've seen... He, That's he, what I've, I've heard. I, I, I've heard that he's back, back on the circuit, really basically, good, right? Healthy, strong, mentally in a good place. It's, it's awesome to see him motivating because, you know, it may, I'm, I'm quite happy doing what I'm doing at the moment. But just seeing guys like that, it inspires you. And you think, uh, maybe I could give it one more, one more go. But I'm, I'm trying to just focus on, on, on the things that I'm doing right now. And it's, I don't think I will compete again, but I, I never say never. <laughs> you know that? I, I, Every time I go to the, I step out into my gym, I, I say, well, maybe I got one left in me. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, I, I, think don't... For, I think for both of us, competing wouldn't be the issue. The problem is if we compete, we want to compete at a high level and do the best. Yes. I, I, I yes. know, you know, I could go to a lower level contest in England and do absolutely fine. And, you know, go at 80% and still do pretty well. But that doesn't interest me. I no. don't want to be competing at the top level against the best guys in the world, trying to give the best that I can, or I don't want to do it. And, and, and that's my issue. You know, I know some guys are quite happy to just go and be a part of it still, but I, I it hurts. Oh. It hurts. I get that pit in my stomach. I'm like, Oh, that should be me out there. I want to do this. You know? Yeah. And I, I thought, you know, it's 10 years since my last world or 11 you would think that that would kind of fade a little bit, but it doesn't. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I, I've always wanted to be the strongest guy in the room. You know, like that was always my goal. I want to be the, not so much anymore, but I still have that flame in me. Now I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a geek these days. And now my thing is I want to be the smartest guy in the room. I know that's not going to happen, but um, that's what I'm, I know my brain can still that's, grow. That's like the, the natural personality of all of us is whatever we do, we want to be the best at it. I think so. I think so. I, I, I don't think we, I think we only know one speed really. And that's all out, you know, or just don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's important to, for, for athletes, they, to move away from a sport, you've got to have something else to focus on. It's why I've kind of kept myself so busy because if I wasn't busy doing all these other things that I'm doing now, I'd be sat around miserable <laughs> yeah. thinking I'm not good enough. And it's, that's, it is very much like that. You know, when I was competing, it was all about competing and I wanted to be the best that I could yep. be. I know you were exactly the same. And now I'm just trying to focus on a different area to keep me mentally stimulated and, and keep me mentally in a good place, to be honest, because I, I, I know you've suffered a bit with like mental health and stuff like that in the past. Yep. And it really can spiral into a, a quite a low place to be in, I think. And there's, there's many of us in that similar position that I've, I've spoken to. Well, one thing that, and you touched on mental health, and I'm kind of glad you brought that up because that's something I've been trying to work on a lot lately. One thing that, you know, some of the younger listeners out there, uh, if you get injured, stay away from pain medication. That was, that was also part of my downfall is I started having the surgeries and the doctor I went to just started giving me pain medicine, pain for everything. And every time I get a new injury, he just upped the dosage rate. And for a long time, I didn't realize what it was doing to me. You know, it was, you know, opiates, they're just, we know a lot more about them now than we did then, um, even though that was only, you know, 12, 13 years ago. But, you know, that made me so mentally weak. I was such a mentally strong person. And then those came into my life. And that, that was the true turning point, I think, because then I, I didn't take care of myself as much anymore because I wasn't feeling the pain. Yeah. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't aware of my body. I wasn't, you know, and I used to be so aware of my, like I would feel every little twinge or, you know, and once you start taking those, it got me lazy. I, you know, my testosterone levels went down, your adrenal glands, you know, suffer from it. Like 
it's just, it's just bad, bad news. And it made me a, a very mentally weak person. And that's something that I, to this day, I'm still, you know, uh, thank God I'm not anywhere near that point anymore. But it's, it's, I think that'll be a battle for the rest of my life now because of those few years. Yeah. So that, that's the other thing I'd really, you know, ugh, that if I could tell any young athlete right now is, one thing I would say, if you get hurt, just stay away from pain medication. It's just try it, as much as you can. It's funny you say, you talk about that because it it's a great point. I remember you and your, like, I mean, you're so young anyway, but like you 19 to sort of 23, I guess, you were a machine. You'd never give up. You were fighting all the time. I remember some of those last competitions. I think we were in Abu Dhabi and you just weren't there mentally at all. You know, yep. you, you were paranoid you were going to, I mean, you were actually paranoid you were going to hurt yourself before you'd even touched the kit. You guys were having, this is how awesome you guys were to me. You guys, even though you were competing against me for money, and that was pretty decent prize money for that kind of show. That at, show at wasn't that too point. bad, yeah. Yeah. I remember you guys, like, literally having to give me pep talks before every event, like, Kev, get out of your own fucking head. Like, yeah. you're going to be okay. Like, you're going to be fine. Like, don't – in every single event, you guys would have to talk me off the ledge, you know? And it, and that's what I mean. I became so mentally weak. And, mm. and maybe it wasn't all because of pain medicine, but it just – if I could do it over again, I would run so far and fast from those things. Like, oh, and, and you're absolutely right. Towards the end, yeah – I don't know if it was some of it was from the injuries too, but if I was doing an endurance event or something that was longer than just, you know, one press or whatever, if I felt any twinge, I'd just drop it, you know, cause I was so scared I was going to get hurt again. And because I couldn't really feel what was going on, I didn't really know what, what I was feeling. So I would just got scared and would drop the weight. So yeah, it's just, ugh. Those are no good. Well, it's something that people can learn from because, I mean, I get asked all the time. People message me when they get injured and they're like, what can I do? What can I take? I've got a competition in three, six weeks time, whatever it might be. And my answer is always, there's always another competition. Yes. Don't, don't rush right. to get back because that's the beginning of the downward spiral. You, you rush to get back. You compensate in terms of movement yep. and then something else goes ping. And yep. And then you go, you just get into that spiral. If you do get an injury, rehab it properly. Take your time. There is always another competition to come back yep. to. Even if you have two, three years off, there's always more down there's, the line. And I mean, look, look what you just said about Travis. What is that, a 10-year hiatus maybe? And now he's back at the top again? Yeah. It, it can be done. It can be done. So what, what's, what's an extra three months of healing? Yeah. yeah. You see, you see guys like Nick Best still going strong in his 50s. Mark Felix yeah, still going strong right. in his 50s. They, they, they've kind of looked after their bodies. They haven't tried to you know, kill themselves to do it instantly fast. And, and they're still going and still performing well, which is... Well, and you, know, you know what's a similarity between you know, Nick and Felix too? Nick, and, Nick Best and Mark Felix, they both you know, they got into the strongman later in life. I think they were both in their late 30s when they got into strongman. You know, they already had careers. They were already settled. Yeah, they're competitors. They have something to prove, but we, I think we all have something to prove. You know, that's how we are. That's just how we are as people, as competitors. But they were in a better place in life where they were okay with themselves no matter what. And I think that really helped them succeed and succeed as long as they're still going, you know. So uh, you know, I wish – you know, I think people did sit me down and talk to me and say, hey, slow down. But I don't think I wanted to hear it, to be honest with you. And unfortunately, I think there's going to be a lot of kids who do see this that are going to say, ah, that's what every old guy says. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, a majority of them are going to have to find out for themselves. You know, it's, we all have to learn the hard way sometimes. Yeah. You know, if, if they can take just little snippets that help them along the way, then it's worth hearing it. And, you know, you've got a, a great story to tell. But well, let's move on to, to now, because obviously, I mean, you say 2014 was the last time you competed. Yeah, that was my last competition. Up I, rem I remember young, excited Kevin. You're a dad now. <laughs> you're married. You, you're working. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us what you're up to. So my wife, Carly, um, we've been married for three years now. Um, well, shoot, it's going to be coming up on four, I think. Um, don't, get that, don't get that wrong. Time, time, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, 
I have a little girl who's three, Ava, and I have a son, Aiden, um, who's 16 months old right now. Um, it, it's just awesome. I, I love being a dad. It is so stressful. Good choice of name. Crazy. My oldest oh. daughter's an Ava, so. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. I, I love that name. I love that name. Ava Murray. Yep. Uh, and then uh, it, it's just wonderful being a dad. I, I absolutely love it. It is so hard. It's so challenging. They don't tell you how hard it is. Um, it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. World's Strongest Man is a cakewalk compared to being a parent. I've, but, I've Sorry. I've, I've literally just started a 12-week um, transformation diet so i've got to do cardio and stuff like that i mean i'm eating really clean and today i took my um two and a half year old to soft play going around a, a soft play with a two and a half year old <laughs> is way way harder than 40 it's, minutes on the treadmill or something like that seriously it's was, so hard i was die i'm way too big for for these kind of things and she's trying well, to especially because Yep. Sorry, yeah. I don't yeah know, we're, we're having to bend over and get down yeah. to them, and it's like, oh, wait, no, that hurts. And, <laughs> and now, because I've got like knee issues and ankle issues, and like, you're trying to crawl <laughs> along, it's get a camera in there, people would be absolutely oh, that they would be dying, they'd be but in we, stitches. But we, we do it no matter what, just to keep them happy. <laughs> yep. And uh, so that, that's my home life. Um, and I actually met Carly. Um, so when I stopped competing i was like you know i got time to use my degree and so i have a degree in supply chain management and i started working at uh staples do you guys have staples over we know we know staples yeah 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 so their corporate office is uh, so and also i moved back to the east coast after arizona so i moved back to the east coast in about 2013 i think it was um started working at staples corporate home office uh using my degree and kind of fell in love with the world of data, um, believe it or not, uh, which kind of data, I guess it kind of goes together because, you know, being strength athletes, we always want to get better. In order to get better, you have to know, you have to track your progress. So that's kind of looking at the data and analyzing it. And so there I, I kind of fell in love with the world of data and analysis. And um, I, I've gone that direction. I've even gotten some more schooling. Um, with a uh, Harvard extension school and uh, some professional certifications in data science. And, uh, and now I'm a manager of uh, uh, merchandise planning, data analytics, and uh, business intelligence tools for this company called uh, global partners. And uh, I absolutely love it. I, I love it. I'm such a nerd now. Like all I want to do is talk about like formulas and codes <laughs> and like, you know, how do I write this code? How do I write this formula? And, uh, how do I make this model? How do you know? How do I combine these two data sets? You know, it, it's just I, I absolutely love it. I, well, I think it's, I think it. I think it's great that you've got something that you're passionate and interested about because it goes back to that thing we said about earlier with athletes. If we don't have something to focus yes. on, you can go in that you know that spiral. And I think it's it's just important to have whatever it might be for for anyone. If if a different sport or some kind of hobby or work and business, you know, whatever your passion is as long as you've got something that gets you out of bed in the morning, keeps you driving Absolutely. forward, it keeps uh, I've, I couldn't agree more. I always did better when I was, had a very regimented schedule. In my better years were probably towards the end of college when I was a full-time student, basically full-time at a nightclub, and then strongman. You know, so like it, every morning I woke up, did my classwork, then I, you know, went and trained and then I went to work and then I, I would work till about two, three in the morning, go home, sleep, get up, you know, 10, 11, do it all over. And it was just like, I never stopped going. But as soon as I tried to become the full-time professional strongman, and that's all I was doing, I didn't have enough going on. So there was a lot of downtime, you know, and that's when I got lazy and, you know, out of shape and yeah, so it's. It's for me, I, I need to be on a regiment. Absolutely. Uh, I'm exactly the same. And it's weird because I'm so busy now that it just made me realize how lazy I was as a strong man. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we tell ourselves we're busy. But, yeah. Yeah. You know, we're busy there eating 10 meals a day. And yes. And <laughs> so we are busy in a sense. Just, yeah. 
it's, it's a, a different, different kind of busy, but um, no, it's great that you're, you're doing so well now and feeling good and, you know, got a beautiful family there. It's, it's, it's fantastic, mate. I'm, I'm so pleased you could come on and chat to us because I've been, I've been really excited and, and looking forward to talking to you. I'm Just, so happy you had me on. I, I mean, I, I feel like I could talk for another four hours. So I apologize. I know I ramble sometimes. No, no, no. I remember, that was, well, that's one thing they always have to tell me, world's strongest man. They'd say, Kev, you need to make your answers shorter because we can't edit those. Up. We want to put your interviews in there, but you, you go on for too long. So I think, I think they prefer that than the, than the one word answers they get from some guys. So. <laughs> yeah. Some of the, uh, the Eastern States. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just going to ask, like, have you watched any strongman since you've, you, you kind of retired or, or, or not so much? Yeah, I I have, but not like I used to. I mean, I used to be on all the boards and like looking for all the videos and it, this few things, you know, one at first it was because it hurt too much to see it, you know, and then it became, I was so busy that I, I just kind of, I'd kind of catch it when it's on. And now I'm in a, a pretty good spot now where I'm working on both, you know, like I'm working on the mental aspect and the physical aspect. And I'm, I'm kind of just getting back into fitness in general. And it's, you know, I haven't kept up on it as much as I'd like to have. Um, but I'm definitely going to start paying a lot more attention now. Especially now, now that I have kids too, you know, I want to get them into fitness and not, not strongman though. I, no, I no, wouldn't no. want my kids doing strongman. I was going to say, have you, have you, have the kids watched you doing strongman? I don't, I think they're too young. Like I've, I've tried showing Ava. So Ava's actually, she'll, is she three? Yeah. She's just over three and a half now. Um, I've, I've showed her some videos now that she's a little bit older and she still doesn't really get it. Um, I tried showing her a true life video once and <laughs> She'd be like, like <laughs> didn't even, didn't even get past the part where it says true life and she was already done. I was like, okay, uh, my, I'll have to wait till she's a little bit older. <laughs> my, my older two are 11. And they still don't want to watch me do strong. <laughs> the little one like, actually. Dad, why do we want to watch you? Yeah, the little one is two and a half. Well, she'll be she'll be three in three months' time, and she's actually more interested in the older two. If she really? sees me on the TV, she's like, "Daddy, Daddy, I want to watch." And she'll even come and sit <laughs> on my lap. I, I I coach a lot of guys now and girls, and they'll send training videos through, and she'll come and sit on my lap and just watch them with me. <laughs> oh, so she she just has the itch then. She's, yeah, you know, so she, she's she probably. She might be in the sport someday, you know. Oh, maybe into some sport. I don't know that I'd, I'd yeah, if she really wanted to do it, I'd support her, but I, I'd yeah. probably push her towards something else. <laughs> that, that's how I am. If my kids like really wanted to do it, of course, you know, I'll, I'll have their back. But yeah, I would try to push them in a more body friendly, um, you know, uh, sport where they can also make a lot more money. Too. Yeah, that would, <laughs> that would be um, certainly easier sport i mean all, all sports are sports i don't want to sit here and say easier sports but strongman is is very hard on the body it's, well think about it the way other athletes train for their sports like and they don't enjoy training a lot of athletes that's what we do for our sport except yeah. it's that times 20 you know so it's yeah it's not easy <laughs> so go on where, where, if you had to pick one contest that was your favorite have you have you got a memory of a, of either a contest or a place that you went to that just stands out above all others? In in what terms would you say? Like just fun or just overall? Or it could be both. I, mean, I, I have different experiences. You know, obviously, like for for me, winning Europe's Strongest Man was a big deal in terms of of career recognition and and I guess a highlight. But then I've got other shows that that were just the experience was was amazing. I remember doing actually one of Sven Carlson's comps in Norway up in the mountains and you know it was just an amazing place he looked after us and I, even though I was that with I, the piano the piano in the like lobby yeah i think it was yeah i think okay. you did a few of them as well didn't you yeah yeah, yeah. I, I forget the name of the city but yeah, yeah so do i but it was just a beautiful place and then i've been you know some of the competitions in south africa going on safaris and stuff like that this I, I, I love, there's a lot of things that I did with Strongman. I don't even remember the competition. I just remember where I went. Yeah. And um, I wondered if you've got a competition, I guess, that means a lot because of the victory or, or the performance but, and then anywhere that just stands so, out as an incredible place. Yeah, there's definitely a few. One, in terms of just for performance-wise, I would say Mohegan Sun 
2007, I got second place to Mario's. I beat him in three of the six events. Like I was 21 years old. I'm, it was in Connecticut, which is just an hour from, you know, Mohegan Sun's like an hour and a half from where I grew up. So I had, you know, the hometown feel going. It was back then, those were some of the biggest shows you could do in Strongman. And I just absolutely killed it. I, and that's, you know, before injuries, before pain medicine, before, you know, getting lazy. That, that's when I was just in my prime and I was just on fire. And that, that, was, that was just a great experience for competition. I, I think I beat out Terry, uh, Felix, um, Bergman, Oslin. Like, it, there, it was a stacked field, too. And so it... I remember watching those shows. I was so jealous. I never got to compete there. I used to sort no. of sit there watching, thinking, oh, I want to be there. But they, they looked awesome. Oh, it, and the thing about that place, too, is we got treated like rock stars. Like, they would pick us up in a limo, you know, from the airport, bring us in. We had uh, 24-hour access to all the back rooms, and they had these huge buffets and stuff. And, like, and you know, that might not sound like a big deal to some people, but people that know it's strong, man, you don't always get the best, no. uh, the hotel <laughs> accommodations and stuff. Um, I've had a good so mixture was, of, of, of hotels in, in the past. I've, had, I've stayed in some incredible places and I've stayed in some slums as well. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, it's such a, yeah. It, it's, yeah. it keeps you, it keeps you grounded. It's the spectrum. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and then, you know what? It, you're going to think I'm just saying this to suck up, but there was two places that I traveled to a lot that really felt like home, almost England. I just, I loved competing over. I just, I mean, I just, for some, it was weird. I felt home when I was over there. I, I absolutely loved it over there. Um, and then Poland. I used to spend quite a bit of time in Poland. Um, I used to go and hang out with Yark for, you know, a few weeks in the summer and, you know, train with him and do some comp. We drive around doing competitions and demos. And, you know, I, I really just, for some reason, Poland and England, I just absolutely loved the country, the cultures, the atmosphere. And then, so those were like my two favorite places to travel, if, just in general. Yeah. Now, if we're talking about pure beauty and just, or exotic, like, Sanya, Sanya, yeah, Sanya in China was yeah. just awesome. Um, it was basically, they, they called it China's Hawaii. That's how they described it to us. And it was, it was beautiful. Um, but then like, there's so many great places though. Like Abu Dhabi was phenomenal. And that's the great you know, thing about what we did though. We, we were able to travel all over the world and, and do what we love. Yeah. It's, that's oh, why I, I don't agree. regret it. Yeah. It, it was, it was a phenomenal time. You know, I just wish it lasted a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You might make a comeback yet. <laughs> God, I don't know, man. I, Travis I can. They, they got the yeah. over 40s now. You could do the, the Masters in five years. <laughs> yeah, I got a few more years to go. I'll, I'll train for that. <laughs> yeah. Rehab and get yourself ready for, for the Masters shows. That's about how much time I would need. So <laughs> five years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, uh, yeah. So I guess I, that was kind of a, a shit answer so i apologize but yeah in terms of competing that well, just mohegan sun stands out back back when um especially in those days when marius was at his prime poland was an amazing place to go to and they they, they had so many it was yeah, awesome. big crowds big crowds the, when you competed over there and, and oh yeah i think the fans in england are probably uh, you know people might say i'm being biased because i'm obviously british and you know proud of all the fans that we no have. you guys have awesome fans we have incredible incredible you fans. guys have awesome fans yeah and i mean it, you have to at one point come over to one of the big shows over here just i, I would come and experience love to and you'd have a great time i know i know so many people have wanted to see what you're up to so i massively appreciate you coming on um it's been good you know just chatting to an old mate is always seriously. I, thank you for having me, man. Like again, I, I could keep talking for hours. So like, this was great. I, I hope we can any, do it again sometime. Any youngsters that are watching that are like, who is this old guy? <laughs> 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 Go and watch some of the world's strongest man shows from, from 2005 um, to two, 2005 to 2008. I think you were 2009. Yeah. 2009. Yep. Yeah, so I, Malta was my last year, but that's when I was, you, you can just see it. Like yeah, but I was, you could see it in my eyes when I was there. It was, when I, I was a different person. Well, yeah. I remember when I said 2005 to 2008, I meant you in your prime. Yeah. You, you yeah. Looking like an animal ready to shock the world. And you know, 
you, like go and watch the the Mohegan Sun shows, the um, some of the other Super Series shows as well. I remember seeing some of your awesome performances in those, and you know, Kevin was was a, a hell of an athlete. Youngest, for some reason, for some reason, I always talking about Super Series. I would always hit records for or personal records at Super Series shows, especially in Norway for some reason. Yeah. So if you get if any of you are out there and you can get a handle on some of the uh, Super Series shows in Norway, I, that's where I hit the 410 deadlift. And uh, I hit a personal best where I hit, I think it was uh, 180 kilo log press, which at the time, you know, was a personal best for me or 185 or something like that. I think I beat Misha uh, because Misha tried to get fancy and he tried to uh, like jump a weight basically okay. to like make, he knew he basically knew that I could hit the next weight, but I'd probably fail on the next one. And so he jumped to the heavier one and, I, and he missed it. So we either tied or I won the log present, which is a fluke because we all know Misha Kogliov is just hey, that's phenomenal, though, isn't that. it? That's, yeah, it is. Competition. Uh, <laughs> it's a shame because you, you and me both, we probably weren't our best at World's Strongest Man. We tended to do better oh. at some of the one day shows, but yeah, it's, it's been a good ride, man. Yeah, no, it's this is all this is. I, I always love talking about it. So, hey, if you ever on, if you ever want me back on again, I'm in. So. We will we will hold you to that, mate. We'll we'll definitely get you back on. I know you're not a huge social media kind of guy, but if anyone wants to find you, is there anywhere they can find you on social media? So I I still have Facebook, but I don't really go on it. Uh, um, for I, anyone that wants to contact Kevin on Facebook, don't bother. Yeah, I. I <laughs> People will be like, why didn't you ever accept my friend request? I'm like, sorry, I don't, I didn't know you requested. Um, but I, I, I do have, for some reason, I just started up on Twitter like a month or two ago. Okay. Um, so I, I don't know what my Twitter handle is. <laughs> so I'll, I'll get Liz to find it. She'll put a link in below for, for everyone. Kevin, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Enjoy the rest of the year. And um, I'll let you go and enjoy your evening. But thanks again for coming on. Great. Thanks. Thanks, Laws. I really appreciate it. And I hope to see you soon, man. Cheers, buddy. Guys, I really right. hope you've enjoyed Cheers. the chat with Kevin. Comment below. Let me know who you want to see next. Let me know if you've enjoyed our chat with Kevin. And I'll see you with more Talking Strongman soon. Take care.